Welcome to the basement. Welcome to the basement. What up, though? Yo, growing up, I only ever had two constants in my life. My granddad's basement and my granddad's basement. There's something you can ride to, something you can vibe to, something you can chill to, something you can smoke to, something that'll make you think, something that'll make you feel good. I'm just a dude from a trailer park trying to figure out the universe. How deep you want to go? 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 What is good, everybody? Welcome to the basement. I just want to do a quick check-in. Uh, it's a beautiful day in Tucson, beautiful Mountain View. I got. Uh, I'm coming off. I'm coming off COVID quarantine, so things things went things went as as good as could be as far as those who come down with COVID. Uh, I understand there's a complete flip side of the coin. People don't don't make it out of this. Uh, let me tell you about my full experience. It was kind of like uh, being in in like a. a championship UFC fight like a five round a five round fight and like the the first the first couple rounds you know, I went on points you know covid was come you know covid was hanging in there so I got I think I got covid on a Wednesday and I I fought it off for 8 days 8 days right where I think I have a cold like I'm 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 healthy I'm I'm not tired no symptoms but my body like my immune system attacked my nostrils. So when I got COVID, I, I breathed it in and it was living in my nostrils and my body, my body went after it. I was like, man, okay. You know, and I'm, I think I just got, you know, allergies mixed with a, a mild, mild cold. The season had just changed here. Uh, so it's real common, you know, pressure changes. Uh, you know, we're up in, you know, kind of the middle of the mountains in Tucson, like 25, 2600 feet uh, above sea level. So not, you know, the atmospheric changes affect it, you know, a little bit differently than other cities here. So it's not that uncommon where when I get head pressure, like uh, my sinuses will block up, my ears will block up, you know, and then allergies will kick in, my eyes will be itchy, I'll be sneezing. So that's what was going on. I was, I felt strong. I felt I was well rested. I was, uh, I was eating healthy, no dietary changes. Uh, I will say that eight days I was fighting off COVID and probably there was probably, or there was a two week span. I was drinking a little bit more drinking alcohol, a little bit more than I would consider my, my normal, uh, whether that be a, amount of days, like there was like a two week span. I drank, you know, maybe on, not uh, on average, every other and a half day. So maybe like every third, you know, every other day to every third day, you know, stopping and having one or two. And then like a couple of them would turn into like four. And like, that's a lot for me. Like I'm not a drinker like that, but you know, it was social times, you know, it was good, it was good times. It was good vibes, you know, people just kicking it, having a good time. And then the drink, you know, I'll get a little, little, uh, uh Moscow mule or something, a little taste good, a little something for the taste buds. And, uh, like, Ooh, and then let me get another one. Let me get another one. And it's like, Oh, okay, shit. I, you know, I just spent a little bit, uh, more money than I was anticipating. And I was, uh, you know, a little more time as well. Uh, so, you know, those few days, just I think I was drinking a little bit more than usual, you know, my, what I would consider my usual in the, in the couple of weeks there leading up to it, weakening the immune system. And then I, I finally like I got a COVID the day I got COVID, uh, I tested negative. I tested negative for COVID. Right. I tested negative for COVID the day I, 
I, that COVID finally like took over and, and was in fact like COVID-19. It was like I mentioned on the last podcast, it was a real moment where I was like, whoop, you have COVID now. So it was interesting, left just a few hours prior to that, I took a COVID test, negative on the rapid test. You know, within a few days, I got the, the true PCR results, the 100% accuracy, uh, negative on that. Right. But I, and then I took a, so I got COVID, but so then Thursday night, Veterans Day, November 11th, 2021, I took a, or I had COVID, you know, went to bed feeling like dog shit. Next day, took a COVID test, an at home test that on Friday was positive, and then just wrote it out. My sons are on, on quarantine uh, for, for a couple of weeks, and then that rolled into Thanksgiving. We we're all healthy, but we still had to quarantine a certain way based on daycare law, uh, according to the rules. So that was what it was and is what it is. Uh, so that, but then when I had COVID, it was, immediately tired. So for a day and a half, so Thursday night into Friday night and then into like Saturday morning, I was just really, really tired, tired, just exhausted, like carrying my weight. It was, it was tiring. Like I need, I just want to take a nap. All right. Uh, uh, mild cough, sore throat. Um, uh, and that, that was about it and then upon exertion of energy like very very short of breath i uh, need to sit down like uh, cut like on one of the days like so the friday thursday night friday and then like by saturday i was up moving around all right so sunday i did some yard work and it took you know like 30 minutes worth of just like leaf blowing but that was enough to have me like need to lay down for an equal amount of time maybe a little bit more so that was kind of and then it just progressively, it was incrementally, I got better. Like it was linear from how sick I got from my body fighting it. Okay. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing to COVID coming in round three and really, you know, landing some bombs, just, just some haymakers and really, really rocked me. And then, uh, you know, it just, it was linear. Just, you feel, I felt just a few percent better every day, every day, 10% better per day for 10 days. It was linear, and as it came, as it was whoop, as it came, it left. All right, the last thing that happened, I finally, like, you know, kind of got my wind back as I was moving. Cough really dissipated. Sore throat, kind of, you know, nothing was really there. And then I got my sense of smell back. And that's what I forgot to mention. Like, that was on Thursday, the original Thursday, November 11th, on Veterans Day. I lost my sense of smell and with the with the, the, all those other symptoms. All right, so and then on day 10, 10 days later, so that's uh, the 21st, bam, I'm, I'm, I'm back back at it. It was, uh, I think it was a Sunday. Uh, went out, just tested and tested negative uh, that day as well on a home test. I was just like, uh, all right. And it just, it came and it went and it was, it was, like I said, it was linear. The recovery was linear. Uh, leading up to my diet stayed the same. I, I eat a bunch of green shit. I drink a bunch of water every day. Uh, I keep a real clean household, real cognizant of uh, my health uh, and, and well-being uh, for the sake of, of longevity. Uh, already rolling into this. So that was part of my being pandemic ready. And now when I, you know, they said right from the get go, it's not a matter of if you get COVID-19, it's when. So my when 
bam, it happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, and my regiment, you know, so those are the symptoms. My regiment was rest as much as possible, get as much fresh air and sunshine as possible. Beautiful weather. Me and my sons were just outside hanging out, playing out on the swing, just getting fresh air for hours, hours of fresh air as much. You know, we got a real, real shady, shady yard, but still copping as much sunlight as possible. There's, I mean, there's sunny spots going get, you know, 10 minutes here, five minutes there, three minutes here, you know, 15, 20 minutes later on in the day. So really keep up that natural vitamin D and then and the vitamin regimen, I boosted up vitamin D supplementation, uh, taking like 8,000 IUs a day, probably a little bit, a little bit overkill with as much sunlight as I was getting, but that's all right. I'd rather have too much than too little. Uh, I doubled my zinc intake. Uh, so vitamin D, zinc, and then I'm taking um, like turmeric just for, for gut reasons, just helps regular inflammation. But COVID-19, by happenstance, creates uh, inflammation within the body. So taking like a natural anti-inflammatory, uh, so it's ginger and uh, uh, turmeric curcumin, kind of the main ingredients, a little bit of black pepper. So, uh, and I was taking that as well at, a, at, a, at my, what I was normally taking anyways. So that was the regimen. And then like the first couple days with COVID-19, I didn't, I was not interested in food. And then, but so I, but I ate like, uh, like day, day one, that Thursday night, I didn't eat that Friday that I was the most sick that full Friday. I had like three quarters of an apple and a fistful of grapes. And then on that Saturday, I had a, a big, like a half a bag of, of baby carrots. And then I don't, and then uh, I don't remember if I had dinner. And then on the next day, I made homemade chicken noodle soup with bone broth. And then after that, I was just continually got better. Uh, and that's, that's what the diet was all drinking as much water as possible. I stayed relatively dehydrated. I was just resting so much. I, I was resting more than half the day, you know, so I wasn't, you know, that time I was up, I didn't maximize it fully drinking water. Uh, the Mrs. Rain slept downstairs in the living room. I slept in the bedroom. Uh, one of my so that was the, the biggest issue was baby G had COVID as well. And big G, we never got him tested, but he had a fever for like three days and that was it. He never had a runny nose. He never was cranky. He never lost any sleep. Uh, nothing. So I don't know if he, he quick fought it off real quick like kids do because uh, him and his brother weren't really separated the whole time. So I did my best to stay away from big G. Uh, but, you know, we still. You know, we shared interactions. I mean, I cooked a meal. You know, it was real cognizant, washing hands. But we're we're still. You know, I was be you know, a few feet apart from everybody. And you know, but Big G keeping Big G and Baby G apart was the hardest. And then I kind of you know, I got a thing for my sons. You know, I wanna I wanna be all up on them, giving as much love in these precious times in the in their youth before it goes away. Uh, so you know, I did. I think we did pretty well. Nobody. So that was. And that, and that was it. And then it was back to life, back to reality. Uh, so it came and went. I don't know, you know, anybody's politics necessarily. And I'm not getting into any of my politics, but I've had colds before. Nothing ending like this. Psychologically, knowing that death was inside of you. And then also just 
other also just things that you've learned we've learned since the inception of COVID-19 since it was unleashed upon the world and there's the feeling of once it took over feeling my body fight it and COVID then really kind of knocked me down for a little bit and then we came out round four with, with the TKO I just suffocated them just suffocated the death inside of me that's the best way I can put it. So that was kind of the whole the whole synopsis, the whole kind of 10 days with COVID, plus the eight days leading up to it, just kind of really fighting it off, being able to step out and really analyze what happened and what regiment I put towards it. So I would say, you know, if, if you're a relatively healthy individual, you know, keep the diet clean. You know, take a, a couple of few vitamins every day It's if, if you're able to afford it or really uh, understand where, you know, diet uh, uh, like vitamins and minerals are at and what types of foods you can get uh, sufficient amounts of that from, you know, and if you, you know, if you are able to afford it, then go ahead and do it. Just just cover down on, on your health. All right. I didn't do anything. I didn't go to a doctor. I didn't, I, I did nothing. I just, I just waited it out. I called a, f- a few friends who had COVID-19, a few people who had it at the same exact time as me, you know, I said, Hey, what'd you do? Just waited it out. Talk to people from 2020 who got COVID-19 before there was anything to do. It was like, Hey, what'd you do? I was like, well, there was nothing to do. I waited it out. And that's, that's what, what it was. So I sit back, waited it out. And on a, from the moment I got it to the moment it left, it was a linear a linear recovery for some for somebody who who death got inside of me, but death had nowhere to go. All right, this this, uh, this disease, this virus, it wreaks havoc on underlying health conditions uh, of many types, of many and varying types, complete respiratory uh, situation, and you can have a lot going on, and and you may not even even know it. Right. I was fortunate. You know, there was nothing I didn't know about going on inside my body. And I was fortunate to make a very, very quick and healthy recovery and really get back at it. And I'm, I didn't miss any work. I think a few uh, uh, one person had to cover down on uh, less than a handful of appointments for me. Uh, so, so praise be, you know, thanks. Thanks and gratitude uh, for that. Absolutely. People covered down and got your back. Uh, is always good and and trying to uh, just continue continue to go on in a healthy life. And, and during that time down, it was interesting. So I had a perfect, well, not perfect, uh, but uh, a good good timing. Some t- of some of some sense, I got to the there's American justice was was really live at play in the time I was I was out. We had the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, and. Uh, a young man was on trial uh, on for saying he said he did self defense, killed two people, shot another. Uh, he shot two people to death and shot another person who lived. So he killed two people, shot uh, another victim. So three people, uh, and the trial was everything came out and it was found self defense in the state of Wisconsin. He was where he was supposed to be with the people he was supposed to be with, doing what he was supposed to be doing. And uh, found himself in a situation that nobody wants to be in. Fortunately, he was pre- prepared uh, mentally to be in that situation and had some sense of clarity. Uh, and survival mode took over, and you know, a couple people lost their lives that day, and a lot of people were forever, forever changed uh, in the mix who were involved. 
uh, that young man included. Uh, nonetheless, <clears throat> I bumped the mic. There's a fly in here, and I had the opportunity to get it before the podcast started, and I didn't. I fell a little bit short. I just hesitated. I tried to get too close, but right now, ah, I missed him. There's a fly in here. I hope, uh, hope he doesn't get all up in my grill again. Uh, but anyways... Uh, the justice system prevailed on that. I, I think there was a, a real, from my understanding, there was a very huge and large mis, misinformation push uh, on the information that was available for this this trial for the public. And there was also, if you watched the trial, which I watched a little bit of it. I watched it. I had a lot. I had COVID. I had a lot going on. <laughs> and my family had COVID. We were, we were on some type of a lockdown. Uh, but I kept my eye on it as much as possible. And it seemed as if there was potential of evidence tampering uh, from the prosecution. So that'll be interesting postscript to that one. Uh, but the one I was really, by the time I got healthy and then I was just on kind of straight up quarantine, I could, could move. Uh, the, the, the murder of Ahmad Arbery, the, the guys who hunted him down in broad daylight in a neighborhood in Georgia, a uh, guy who's just out on a, on a, on a run. He's just out taking, out taking a, a run as he does many a days, uh, through a neighborhood and got, and he found, he found himself in the wrong neighborhood and a couple, you know, three guys took, took issue with that, uh, hunted him down in that neighborhood and, and, and then they took his life. Uh, shot him three times in the chest with a shotgun. It was wild, wild, absolutely wild, uh, asinine, just complete disregard for life in every sense. The, the man who, who shot him three times with a shotgun, um, he got found guilty on nine, nine felonies, the, the most egregious being malice murder. Uh, this happened in Georgia. That's that's a charge available in Georgia. Uh, I I was I watched most of that case, most of that case. And when this stupid fucking hillbilly got on the stand and told the jury exactly what happened and what he did, there was not a lot of new information presented. It was interesting to hear what the neighbors had to hear, police reaccounts. But pretty much what came out on that one uh, at the beginning of 2020. This was February 2020, so. And it kind of was hush hush for a minute, but by when that hit the mainstream, which it did, uh, not a lot new kind of came out. It was three dudes hunted down this black dude who was just running through the neighborhood, bucked his fronts off three times with a shotgun. I can uh, man, so the dude, so it was twenty. The, all three guys got they had twenty seven felony counts against them. They got found guilty, uh, twenty three. 23 of 27 felony counts, guilties. Nine for nine for the shooter. Eight out of nine guilties for his dad. All right, and then a neighbor jumped in. He went nigger hunting that day too. And he got found guilty on six of those nine charges. Uh, and fel felony murder for all of them. Four counts of felony murder, two counts of felony murder. The, the dude who pulled the trigger, four counts of felony murder and one count of malice murder. Like you're, like for, you're going to prison for the rest of your life. It's fucking crazy. And it's like they all got charged with murder and 
Uh, so then they're all responsible for the other one's murder. So that's kind of how there's so many uh, murder charges uh, involved with with so few people. But man, that that one was wild. I would I- encourage you if you if you haven't uh, look at. There's a Dateline that came out uh, twenty or twenty twenty. It was a twenty twenty on ABC. Is a Dateline or twenty twenty? Whichever one's on ABC. There's it's on it's on YouTube too. So you can go check that out. But it's just it was just an interesting case. But this stupid fucking hillbilly got on the stand and told the jury what. What had happened and just admitted everything like it was i just got he got done it was he was on the stand for hours i watched every minute of it and it was just like you stupid fuck you dumb fuck you actually did although he kept saying i don't know like he wasn't armed no like it was it was a marvel, and the prosecution, the the prosecuting team was was phenomenal. But uh, an astonishing case, uh, and so justice prevailed. Nine guilties for that. All three of you fucks are guilty, you dumb fucks. And it was interesting. One thing, Travis McMichael was the shooter. He said when he was on the stand, getting, he, he, you know, he 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 didn't plead the fifth any longer. He's on the stand getting uh, examined by the prosecution. And after you shot Ahmad Arbery in three times in the chest with a shotgun at close range, uh, at point blank range, um, what did you, what were you thinking about? And the dude goes, my son rewind. He was holding his son when his, his dad came running. Travis McMichael's holding his ba- his young son, uh, who's young enough to be in a car seat watching TV. His dad, Greg McMichael, runs into the house, says, Travis, get your gun. Let's go. Dad, Greg McMichael, the dad, grabs a 357 Magnum. Travis McMichael, his son, grabs a 12-gauge shotgun. They get in a truck and go chasing after this dude who they thought was breaking into shit in the neighborhood. He wasn't. He was just running, just running through the neighborhood. A neighbor jumped in, helped him out. They, they pinned him after you know a few minutes and just a very short amount of time, just five minutes. The dude ran for his life, and they bucked his fronts off with the shotgun. Uh, but so... He was holding his son when he went to do this. And then he said, what were you thinking of immediately after? And he said, my son. And I just think like, well, your fucking son, uh, in a weird sense of the universe finding balance, is going to be far better off without you stupid fuck and your and his granddad, you, both you stupid fucks not being involved in his life. It's probably for the better for him because as you can see now we have two generations that that amount of misjudgment to to and to have a neighbor just randomly hop in uh, y'all got him all right let's do this Let, let's buck this motherfucker's chest off like what i i can't i just can't I, the logic is lost on me absolutely completely entire and entirely lost on me that you would think you could do that and the reason you're thinking of your son in that moment is because you knew you're going to prison for the rest of your fucking life. And they tried to sweep it under the rug. There is issues with uh, the former county prosecutor. Uh, I believe it's county in that area. It was not a state prosecutor. There's a county prosecutor who is no longer the county prosecutor and is facing charges for something. I don't know if it involves this, but she's no longer around. So they, they brought in uh, a new prosecution team who wasn't the good old boy from the neighborhood down there in Georgia. Uh, and they got things straightened out and they found these stupid motherfuckers guilty. 20, 23 out of 27 count felony 
felony counts and violent murders too. Y'all going to fuck me in the ass federal prison for the rest of your lives. And even if it's state state prison, but they are getting charged with um, federal hate crimes. So that's still to come. And that's an interesting point in law. I mean, and watching, keeping my eye on both these trials, watching some kind of some real specifics of it, getting to see the protocol of a major trial kind of beginning to end, the way it goes, the way the juries presented information, the way the lawyers and the judge determine and agree and allow things in and the, the law, the way the law works, the way the law is presented and the clarity and precision involved within that. Uh, got me wanting to go to law school. I just wonder how you um, uh, prove that it's a hate crime, how they did it because he's black. Now, there's a lot of uh, uh, yeah, I didn't mention that. I was hoping everybody's a little bit familiar, but the three guys who did this, those, those were white men, and the victim was a black man. Now, I don't, so I and I don't know, you know, if that was just by happenstance or not there's a there are there is a lot of evidence that came up in the the court trial to suggest there's other white people that came through the neighborhood who were strangers as well who didn't get shot three times in the chest with a shotgun in broad daylight after being chased down for for minutes uh, on end by two pickup trucks uh one of which trying to uh, both of them trying to run you over and Two of the three people with uh, with big boomsticks, three fifty seven Magnum and a twelve gauge shotgun. That's if I, me as a, a citizen, if if we were under uh, the type of uh, society in which everybody sh- has access to a firearm ownership, I would suggest to everyone that they should have a twelve gauge shotgun. Uh, 357 Magnum, a a hunting rifle like a 30-06, uh, that or other, uh, hunting rifle, and that's where I would say that. And then if you were, uh, and then one level up, uh, add in uh, a fighting rifle, uh, a military style rifle, AR AR 15, of of varying sorts, of varying calibers as well. But but that's not what I'm talking about. I'll do a different uh, a different podcast about uh, thoughts on weapons another time. But what I was I was saying, it's dude had a bad dad, like Travis McMichael had a bad dad and I can just imagine his dad running in that house he's sitting there with his boy his dad runs in all hype like hey it's time we going nigga hunting and he gets up and he wants to make his dad so proud and he grabs his shotgun his dad grabs his 357 magnum and they run out and as it's all just snowballing into this avalanche and then he's face to face with this dude they're hunting and he bucks his fucking chest off and then two more times and they watch him fall and it's his there's gotta be this moment before full reality sets in where i made dad proud you stupid fucking hillbilly. And I've always said, like, you don't really know if you're a good parent for like 25 years. In this case, it was 35. 
ish some odd years. Like you did a bad job. Right. And and quite more than likely, he was going to do a bad job. So the universe, through whatever ways, made sure it didn't happen again. Because for how forever back it just in your lineage, shit was fucked. That's the culmination of generations of bad decisions. And a lot of epigenetics in there a lot of just poor poor decision making skills on life in today's society and that is tragic on so many levels you did a bad job you're a bad dad you led your son down a wrong way and now you both get to sit side by side for the rest of your lives in prison now you're now your son gets to watch you die in prison. And your grandson gets to watch your son die in, in prison. That's wild, man. Fucking insane. You got to do a better job. So justice was served for Ahmaud Arbery. And justice was served for Kyle Rittenhouse. It was, a, it was a good week last week for justice. And then we rolled into Thanksgiving Every year, my wife and I entertain. It's us, Big G, Baby G. So our, our fam, the four of us, and then my brother-in-law, my mother-in-law, and that's about it. If anybody else wants to roll through, they can. We've had a few people uh, come through for Thanksgiving throughout the years, family, friends. Um, and, and you know, we're, I'm looking forward to the more the merrier. I love I love Thanksgiving. I love cooking the turkey. I love making the gravy. That, that's that's what I get down on. And I'm looking forward to the family to continue to grow. Uh, hopefully everybody on my neck of the woods is here for a good time and a long time. Uh, I think that's that's doable. That's obtainable. So that's why, like for me, when I think about health and being just tuned in and, and real careful with myself, that, that's why. That's one of my goals, one of my drivers, my my determination terminating factors uh in life is just being you know i got lacking generations above me all right so i want to be the head of as many generations as god will leave me on this earth for uh and oversee just the happenings and be able to say yeah me and this lady right here we we did this we were we were the ones who changed the course uh of history of of family uh, 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 generations past, uh, the trajectory they were on. So I'm gonna get up out of here. I just wanted to do a quick one, a check in. I'm doing. I want you know, let y'all know about how the, how the COVID went for me. I wanted to talk about uh, the justice system just for a little bit, and you know, late Thanksgiving. So happy the holiday season is officially here. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I hope everybody works their way throughout this holiday season to a, a wonderful and happily merrily Christmas, if that's what you celebrate. Uh, and if not, then whatever it is you celebrate, uh, uh, happy whatever that is to you. So everybody be cool, check on the vet, and hug your loved ones. And let the justice system prevail. Chill. Feels good to be king. When I your subjects are broken little things Feels good to be kind 
When it's the only thing that keeps you alive And I'm alone most of the time now Now I'm the only one worth hanging around And I can really put my roots down now I'm the only one in town Feels good to be home But I can really get this pain off my chest No one knows the trouble I've seen And what that trouble gets Heavy weight on my mind From all the stuff that I saw Warm bodies and fresh meat It's all the same to the law And I'm alone most of the time now I'm the only one worth thinking about and My mom says I watch too much TV And sit too long on the couch to be cold Now I don't worry about girls and stuff Feels like I'm the new president but I ain't seen one this tough 